After Alderaan, I'm Caroline Guthrie. I'm Meg Fariello. And we have a guest with us today. Our first guest. Our first guest and our first <laughs> listener. Yes. Hello. Yes. And it's a man. <laughs> I guess I should introduce myself. Yeah. Please do. Uh, I'm Angus Guthrie. Yeah. yeah. I know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> quite well. Yeah. And so we're here to talk about The Paradise Snare. Yeah, the first volume in the Han Solo trilogy. Right. And there have been other Han Solo books. Yeah. So I never read those, but there's a series that came out in the 80s called Han Solo Adventures, which is like, I think, three short stories. There was also a Lando Calrissian Adventures, which is sort of the same. Um, And those were, I think they're licensed, but they were before the like Thrawn trilogy boom of, (laughs) and I think so it was like Splinter of the Mind's Eye. Console Adventures, Lando's Adventures, and those are the only, like, books that were written. Oh, okay. Um, to my knowledge, <laughs> before Thrawn in 91, which sort of, like, Took precipitated off. all of this. Yeah. Um, and this series was written, or at least this first one, um, although I believe they all were, in 97. Okay. So, so around the same time as the, the current Young, young Jedi Knights that we're reading. Yeah, yeah. So, which makes sense because they thank... AC Crispin. Yeah, and she thanks them too. And she thanks yeah. them. Um, Who's AC Crispin? The author of this book. <laughs> <laughs> ah. <laughs> um, so she she also wrote short stories, I think, for Tales of Jabba's Palace, the Bounty Hunter mm. collection, I think. Mm-hmm. This was her only, I think, series of like full novels for the Star Wars so universe, but she also wrote like, other sci-fi stuff she wrote for the Star Trek expanded universe. <laughs> I don't think they call it that. Um, okay, that's interesting, because that was actually going to be one of my points where I felt like elements of the story felt like right out of a, st- a Star Trek episode. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's definitely very different it felt very, mm-hmm. from anything we've read so, <laughs> so different. Far. Like, form, characters, Everything. Yeah. So maybe. Yeah. Well, before we get into it, maybe we yeah. should ask. Oh yeah. Angus, maybe you should talk a little bit about your own history with Star, Star Wars. Wars and the expanded universe. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I watched Star Wars. I'm pretty sure like a VHS tape at my babysitter's when I was, gosh, so young, four or five, oh, wow. something. Wow. Like that. So way younger than. Yeah. So, neither one of us. Yeah. <laughs> right. So you know, I watched it, and my favorite one at the time, and. Might still be, uh, was you know, Return of the Jedi, and mm-hmm. I just love the Ewoks. You know, yeah. like, I was like that perfect age where it's like, oh my god, they're so you know, I had a teddy bear at the time, obviously, too, yeah. still have that teddy bear. And the I just love that whole element with the Ewoks just tripping up big robots and stuff and yeah. just kind of pranking the yeah. Empire to death. <laughs> And, and everything like that. So, <laughs> that, so that completely worked uh, worked for me, and I loved Luke, and I, I know you know you two refer to him as Whitey all the time, stuff like that. And, and, it's and, so whiny. We still love him. Yeah. yeah, but you know, all all I saw was like a blonde boy with a sword. I was just like, that's me. Yeah. So, um, so I just loved the movies from a very young age. Had a few of the action figures and everything, and you know, just consume pretty much all of the media 
uh, for Star Wars, right. so you know, visual media for it. Um, since then, you know, movies, cartoons, everything like that. And as far as the books goes, I kind of skimmed them when I was uh, when I was younger. I remember actually a friend of mine reading uh, the Courtship of Princess Leia, mm-hmm. and I tried getting into it, and I was kind of like, mm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was like I was ten or twelve yeah. or something like that. I was just not the right, yeah, and I was just like. Uh, Combination. Hmm. Probably not the right entry point for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for you and your youth. <laughs> yeah. No, not really. Yeah. So, all right. Well, this so this might have been your first. Was this your first uh, expanded universe book that fe- focused on the character from the movies? Because this is a, a expanded universe book about Han, yeah, about as Han. opposed to I know you've done some of the books that go into like the ancient yeah. Sith lore and stuff. Um, I uh, I read the book with um Darth Maul. It was, um, which one was that? I've read actually both. I think there's two of them. Yeah. With um, one, which came out right with, um, when the when episode one came out, I believe. Yeah. And uh, which, he was more of an antagonist in that book. They were focused on, like, some young Jedi in it. And then the other one, I think it was called Lock Up or something like that. Yeah. So... Those, so this is kind of like a newer... But as, far, as far as focusing on, you know... I guess Main. one of the Our original three. Yeah. Yeah, one of like the um the main group, yeah, the main three. Yeah. I was trying to find the uh, one of the Trinity. Yeah, the Trinity. You, you know, Luke, Leia, <laughs> Han. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that this is uh this is the first one yeah. Really, yeah. that I, mean, that it's, I focused it's on. Definitely and for us too in yeah. this this journey. Well, I guess courtship. Courtship was about them, but it's a, lot it's a very strange <laughs> book. But, and I guess but, I mean, Luke is more of a background character in those uh, yeah, the yeah, they're like Jedi Knight. supporting. Yeah, yeah, they're around, but they're supporting yeah. characters, and, and it's, it's always interesting to see someone that you feel like you know well from one media right. translated like to another. into another one. Yeah. So maybe the experience of seeing Han on the page, yeah, it's like, so different because he's such a visual, yeah, character, and they try to like describe him in, in ways that. Yeah. questions. <laughs> yeah, where you're just kind of like, hmm, that's who Han is for you? Okay. Yeah, right. Because yeah. it's an interpretation of that right. character. So I guess we can go through the story. Yeah, it's actually a pretty, it's the most straightforward story. Yeah, I kept it, I mean, we can, I guess we can talk a little bit about how it defied my expectations yeah. as we go. Yeah, but. and so I, as we mentioned last week, I have read these books. I did not remember anything in this book until they got to like Coruscant at the end. And I really <laughs> like I remember Bria as a character because I remember as a kid hating her because she wasn't Leia. Right. <laughs> like it was just sort of um and and I rem- I don't remember Merg, which I love Merg I so love- much. <laughs> I was really Merg afraid was he was good. gonna die. Oh my god, me too. <laughs> I was gonna lose it. But like it broke my heart that I didn't remember him. But like so I have read these books, but my memory of them is Yeah, and I had quite I foggy. Had not read these. I think I remember the other two a lot better. I, I had never read these before. Yeah. Although I guess I, I can talk about it later, but I had heard of Bria yeah. before she popped up in a, a book that I had read. Um, yeah, she gets mentioned. So yeah, overall So we start out with Young Han, he's yeah, like, 26. Okay. Did the math on that one. His age. We have to talk about his age. Yeah. <laughs> that was actually the first thing that I he... I was supposed to be 19 in this. No, no it's been 19 years, years. Oh. since they brought him on the ship. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, yeah. say, they say that he was 8 or 9 when he came on, and gotcha, it's been gotcha. yeah. 19 years. Yeah. Gotcha. Or no, it's been 17, 17 years. 17 it's been 17 years, years yeah. and he was 8 or 9, so he's like 26. Yeah. So yeah, um, a young, a young yeah. man. Um, but very much an adult. This yeah, is not like see, a coming in. Right, no, it's not like a child. 
you know, really came off like 1990. He did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he is like a young man. He's working for this guy named Shrike. Garrus Shrike. Is that we're going to say? Okay, Shrike, who's a... A bad guy, if you can't tell from the name. Yeah, yeah he's <laughs> a villain. He's a villain. He runs this ship called the Trader's Luck. Right. It's this giant um, sort of like ragtag group of... They're sort of like the like a smarter version of um, the guys in um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, that's a, yeah. that's what came to mind immediately. Yeah, when, the, uh, what are they called? This whole, the, the Ravagers. Ravagers. He's yeah. a lot, they're a lot like the Ravagers, but the average crew member is probably smarter than the average crew member for the Ravagers. I would say, yeah. They're more like con based yes. than violence based, but yeah. not above right, violence. Right, not above violence. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, he's been working for this guy for a very long time. Since he, he was a child. He started off sort of Fagan-esque pickpocketing back to that, right. <laughs> that trope again. Um, and begging. Begging, right, and then moving up to, to, pickpocketing, to pickpocketing and, and stealing. And... Um, and on the ship he has made friends with a female Wookiee Dulana? Dulana, yeah. He, like, Dulana essentially adopted right. him. Like, Dulana raised Han yeah. from the time he was nine to the time he was 26. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mostly because she had to give up her own, although they say adult kids, because she followed, like, her mate into exile and right. left her kids behind. And then he died, and instead of going back, she... She stayed to take care of Han. Her Han. Yeah, so she's, she is, like, the cook. On the stuck ship. around as the cook on the ship. Um... And he and her are very, very close. Close. It's very sweet. Yeah. Um, and so we, when we start, Han is attempting to escape right. the ship. He, yeah. He's he's figured out that he can jump aboard this sort of robotic right this ship autopilot ship that's heading towards Yalesia. Oh, this is gonna be a problem for me. Sure. Yalesia. Okay. Yalesia. This is the planet in this book. Um, where they are, uh, in Elysia, Elysia, like Elysium, Elysian yeah. fields. Okay, okay, kinda. that's good. That sounds better. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Elysia. Uh, where so it's this planet that they're hiring pilots, um, like a religious, it's, yeah, it's like planet. Sort of, yeah, like a re- religious outpost, and and they're uh, in the market for a pilot, and he's like, I'm really good. I'm the best pilot. I'm so great at piloting. I'm gonna like go pilot, go pilot. So he figured out that he can time it, so he can sneak aboard the sort of like robotic ship, and he's telling Duana like. I'm doing this, and I love you. I'm going to come back for you. Yeah. Like, we'll figure this out. Um, and, and it goes awry. Yeah. <laughs> and his overall plan is to make money there so then he can enter the yeah. Imperial uh, Academy. Right, that's, that's the dream, dream, is to enter the Imperial Navy and pilot for yeah, them. Yeah, pilot for the Imperial. Um, Which is so funny to like refer to it as like Navy when it's in space. Yeah. The, 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 the ship. Space is the sea of the... <laughs> the future <laughs> yeah. or past the sea in the future or the distant past yeah. <laughs> well you know it's just like uh, here for us things that are in the air and rocket stuff you'd figure for air force yeah you know. well that's if you're on a planet right, right. you'd have an air force they're also um, pilots yeah yeah so he so Shrike or one of Shrike's lackeys it's Shrike Strike's brother. Right, his brother. And a couple other people. Right, aliens. like interfere. They're like, yeah, no, no, uh Right, they anyway. discover his scheme for hacking uh, one of the security things in Strike. I mean, he's like, ah, somebody's trying to make us think that it's only like an energy surge or something like that. Right, but like really that. It's, it's him trying to escape, so... Um, they're, they're going to beat and torture him because they have a very... <laughs> yeah. They don't want you to quit. Like no, no yeah, quitters operation. Your, your life forever, so they... Attempts 
to take him down. To take him down. And Dulana's like that Wookie banana. <laughs> She's like, this is my baby. You will not touch my baby. Yeah. She like rips one of the guy's arms out of its socket. Yeah. Um, does like a crack that's what the whip. Do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She just goes into like Wookie berserker, Wookie mode, Wookie battle rage. Yeah, and uh, Han. She gets shot. She gets shot and is dying, and she tells Han like, "Go for it. Go get out of here." Like. There's no... Make my death worth it. Well, that's yeah. what we think she says. She's kind of... Like, Han seems to have trouble understanding her, but he's going to be like, oh, you want me to leave and have a great life and yeah. live my dreams? Okay, <laughs> I'll do that. She does. She loves him so She's much. his mom. Also, we've made it maybe five pages in this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so, so he gets onto the ship. He flies to Elysium. He thinks back on his Yeah, so we have, childhood. like, maybe we'll get into a little more. He has these sort of, like, flashbacks to his childhood. Um... And that's all happening on the ship. He gets to Elysia. 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 He uh, gets the job immediately. Immediately. So it's run by these sort of like cousins of the huts. Right. Like they're genetically also, cousins. Right. They're also literal. big and off-putting. Yeah, yeah, and like sort of gross, but they're not exactly they're not hut huts. Um, I don't know what they are. And he sort of discovers that this planet is sort of like. A sham. It's Scientology. Yeah, it's basically. Space Scientology. <laughs> it's like them going. Um, they have the, the guys that run. It's not the guys that run the planet. It's the they have this group of aliens who have the ability to like telepathically get people high. Yeah, basically. Right. Yeah, and so they use that as a sort of like religious front. Right. So they say you're experiencing this. The exaltation. The exaltation. This. Mm-hmm oneness with enlightenment and truth and right. but it's actually just a way to keep workers sort of placid right because they get addicted basically get addicted it's like a it's basically a drug and then they work for free right mining mining like refining maybe. refining spice. spice that's been mined yeah so the spice gets mined in kessel right and then sent to elysia right where the workers process it right and they think that they're religious pilgrims but they're actually slaves right and after they've been slaving for a while and they're too sort of ruined to continue processing right they'll be the, sent then they get sold to yeah either the kessel mines or as prostitutes yeah basically um so Han, pretty dark. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's yeah, pretty rough. It's yeah, a, it's a rough and then spice mines at Kessel, they just like work you to death within a right, couple of years. Right, you just right. die. So Han, yeah, immediately gets this job. He uh, and he's flying. The atmosphere is very turbulent. They've basically they just a, had pilots just crash and like be unable to get there almost. Right, and right. He, and he managed to finagle his way into. Yeah. Right, and so he signs a right. he signs a one year contract, and the idea is that at the end of this year he'll have enough money. To join the, to pay his, right. he has to be able to pay for a clean identity. He has right. to pay, be able to pay like top dollar right. for a really good fake ID. Right. In order and to get, get his retinals changed and uh, yeah, and everything. Because he's had a lot of aliases. and Right. And he's using an alias right. here. Yeah, he, Vic Drago? Vic Drago, yeah. That's a great. <laughs> so Han Solo becomes Vic, Vic Drago. Drago. Um, and he's also partnered with this like feline. A Thundercat. Yeah, basically, it is a Thundercat. <laughs> He's Torgo, Tur- Togorian, Togorian. Which I don't know if that's an alien we've ever. I don't. I've I never was met trying him. to look up a picture and I couldn't. He's he looks right here. exactly like a Thundercat. <laughs> He's on the cover. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I should probably say that um, I listened to the abridged 
audiobook version of this. So yeah. um, the thumbnail for this was pretty small, and I couldn't actually see the... Yeah, he's on the cover I of the book, Merg. So Merg is basically like a bodyguard in quotes, but he's, really he's just like watching out and making sure for the bosses that Han... Toes the line. Right, he's doing his job. Because I, it would it could be very profitable for Han to steal a shipment of this spice. Right. And Which he considers. He is 100% at, at on board for. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's got the job. And I guess something we can talk about, there's sort of a weird balance between it being a very controlled and oppressive environment. He's got Merc following him right. everywhere. And also just sort of like free reign. Like, yeah. you can go poke around, do whatever you feel like. And the, then the priests, after a little while, completely spill the beans to this whole scheme to him oh, yeah. and laugh they, about it and everything. They love him. He's a, yeah, because he's a pilot and everything. Right, he's and they're them just a lot like. Of money. Yeah, he, they just com- yeah, you know, spell the beans to him right away. Out. They decide yeah. that they love him. I think yeah. if you work in sort of, he's housed in the administrative building as opposed to like the dormitories or right. kind of slaves are. I think you pretty much have no. I think that have freedom. Like they, they can, get better food. Yeah, like they can tell that he's not buying it, and they don't need him to buy it because he's a right. He's a pilot, pilot and not he's a, just trying to make him money. Right. They said that the food they give to the pilgrims like sort of leaves them malnourished and more susceptible to. Yeah, they just need those slaves. Yeah, to do the work, and and he's not one of them. So. Right. So it doesn't. <laughs> Matter. Yeah, so, so he. Okay. No, okay. I was just trying to think what happens next. He's, you know, sort of making it work, going back and forth, and he meets this one very early on yes. a young woman in the factory, Bria. Right. Oh, it takes a while to find out her name. She's yeah. Pilgrim 921. Yeah. And she is Krellian. He notices that kind of right off the bat from her accent. I, that was, I, just, what I, was wondering, just I like, think it's the accent. Yeah. I was like wondering oh, how okay. Karelians identify each other yeah, so yeah. readily. Um, and she's he just like Karelian, right? immediately loves her he- so head over heels. Loves her. <laughs> of course, we're Princess Leia all over again. Yeah, he's <laughs> immediately immediate. totally smitten with um, So we see like scenes going back and forth of, of them kind of getting to know each other. She's very into like the exaltation and this, right. and this she's religion. She's a true believer. And, and basically addicted to what's she happening. She ran away from home because she wanted to be involved with something that meant something. She fell in with these religious, religious yeah. groups. She believes in the exaltation. She believes in what she does. She's, you know, abandoned her identity and right. she's, she's all in. And yeah. Han wants to whisk her away. Yeah, save her. Um, so at one point... But he doesn't have a problem with anything that's going on until he kind of bumps into her yeah. and it's just like, well, I love her, so... I mean, he's not... He's not happy about he it. He thinks... He doesn't like them. He thinks that they're jerks, but he doesn't... But ha- he participates yeah. in it. Yeah, no, he doesn't say like, he's oh, He's looking well, out for himself. Yeah. yeah. No, he, he doesn't approve, but he doesn't... Yeah, he's not doing anything. He doesn't, no. he doesn't object and readily takes their money. No. He's not an idealist. Yeah, yeah. Right. Which Bria says. Yeah. So at one point he's uh, taking the shipment to a place a place <laughs> somewhere <laughs> and him and Berg are attacked they come out of hyperspace and are immediately attacked by right, pirates somebody's waiting for them yeah and so they get hit he lands Merck sustains a head injury that needs yeah so he's like attention. out he's in a, like a coma they land on the closest planet, which just happens to be Alderaan. Alderaan. They get an automatic message <laughs> from Bail Organa. With Leia on his lap. He's the Walt Disney of Alderaan. <laughs> He's just like, thanks for coming to our planet. Welcome to Alderaan. Yeah. Visitors should know there are no weapons on Alderaan. Yeah. <laughs> Please leave any weapons on your ship while you are on Alderaan. Yeah. Like, Enjoy our art, music. Like, <laughs> just, just foreshadowing, like, yeah, this planet is not meant to last in this universe. Oh, I know. While, yeah. while on Alderaan, please take advantage of the many opportunities to explore our arts and culture. Yeah. Our rich culinary <laughs> cuisine is just like... Yeah, on and on and on. But in the video, he has a little girl on a his lap. And 
girl, it's Leia. It's Leia. So Leia makes a very brief cameo in this book. Um, So they land on Alderaan. He, Han really does consider trying to sell off the spice. Right, and he tries. And to sell off the spice. On Alderaan. The most seedy area of Alderaan is still the most wonderful place. <laughs> yeah, like, and the on dealer. Alderaan, if you had, like, if you had some weed to sell, yeah, you'd probably sell some weed on Alderaan, but you, can't, you can't sell the space heroin on yeah, Alderaan. Yeah. There's no, there's Which no is opioid market the, on the person that he approaches about this is kind of like, oh, yeah, I would take this off your hand, but nobody's going to buy it here. There's just not a market. Right. Yeah. So he decides, meh. So Merck gets medical attention, and while that's happening, he goes to... Like the college area. Yeah, basically the campus of the University of Alderaan. Yeah. um, And gets some, like, lunch, and runs into another couple people that we... Gordonthul and Erendro. And Andro, yeah. And so they're, like, just dating at this point, and... And he's, like, singing at the the lunch buffet. It might be, like, like, a 1960s, like beatnik kind of yeah like her like with a guitar like long hair yeah it's just like very hippy dippy like alderaan like university and uh yeah so he and han like flirts with her he's like really tempted he's like i could t- if i wanted to steal this girl from this guy hundred percent. I could sleep with this girl yeah. inside of an hour. Yeah. Pants off, no yeah. problem. Yeah. But he's thinking of Bria. Yeah, he's like the only reason I I think I like her is because she reminds me of Bria. And yeah, and he so he, he decides, decides not to. But I don't know. I guess. And he also has this moment where he's like, "That wouldn't be right to do to her because I'd really just be sleeping with her right, to, to get, get at this guy that I don't like. And yeah, she's a person. <laughs> right. Like, yeah. So good. I shouldn't do that. Job. It just seems like very conflicting characterization there sometimes where, you know, he just has like these sort of spikes of idealism where he's like, and insight where he's like, well, I couldn't do this because this would be reprehensible for this and this reason. But at the same time, he's like, you know, profiting off of, you know, people being enslaved. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I mean that's fun. It, it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it's just it's just very it's just strange. Yeah, yeah we'll definitely need to get into yeah, yeah, like, yeah. We'll definitely need to get into that. We get through yeah. The... So he goes back, and they're like, the bosses are delighted, right? They, because he didn't, he could have a hundred percent run off with, with that, that, and he didn't. he didn't do it. Um, he he managed to not be taken down by the pirates, which previous and he even had. Just, and he even destroyed like one of the ships. He destroyed right? yeah, one yeah. of the pirates. So ships. they give him like a raise, like a bonus, because they tell him like, "Oh yeah, you're the first one who came back from this run," because yeah. all the other ones just get blown up. Right? They give him a bonus. They put more shields on his ship. They let him start carrying a blaster again. Yeah, they pay for like more medical bills. Right, <laughs> and um, he and Mer- he and Merg really bond. Over oh yeah, this. they've been bonding this whole like this whole time. And it he was- starts teaching him common, right? Basic. Basic, Basic, right? Basic, yeah. Sorry, um, that was a D&D. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, so him and Mer, and he has now saved Mer's life, so right. they're very they're Mer, bonded. And, so, and plus the bosses trust Han now, so they even tell Mer, like, you can back off. Yeah, and Mer has. And, yeah. like, he's been pretty honest with Merg about, like, who he wants is, to join the academy. And Merg um, has also told him that he has a mate. A potential a mate. mate. Yeah. An um, intended. Intended, Yeah. Yeah, that he's really looking. For, that's that how Morgan ended up here. Is right, that he he's was looking, looking for, her. for her? Because aliens don't have fiancés or anything; they have mates. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, some of them do. <laughs> some of them do, but I, the the cat people are very cat. Yeah, they're they're super cat. Well, so same with the Wookies too. It's like if you have fur in the Star Wars universe, you have you have a mate, <laughs> a mate and cubs and cubs. Oh, 
Kiwanis cups. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, so um he Oh, so back to um the boss is sort of like spilling the beans on oh, this right. on this whole sham, the paradise snare basically of this book. Um they sort of, you know, explain to Han what is actually happening, the exaltation is all BS, that like it's just, just something it, that they can do. Right, and they just are, are you know... It's like a, their species mating call or something like that. Yeah, yeah, and they just it affects humans and other, yeah. um, and other creatures. And so they are um, just basically like they, they using like, these pilgrims to sell off as slaves. And, right, they and lay it all out. And he realizes that, you know, after about a year when they become complacent enough is when they Get, move them either to the castle mines or you become a sort of like... Yeah, prostitute or yeah. You know, slave, personal slave for someone. Right. And so he realizes that Bria's been there for, like, about a year. And so... And he records the conversation yes. and plays it for Bria. And she initially kind of, like, flips out. Yeah. And he's like, Which, you like, faked it! Of course. <laughs> yeah. uh, but she pretty... And then he gives her some of the spice. Because when the spice is exposed to light, it makes you temporarily telepathic. So then <laughs> she uses that to read the high priest's mind while right. he's doing the exaltation. She he's discovers... just, like, he's going through his laundry list. Like, <laughs> like you know, I can't wait for this to be over. Yeah. What am I going to watch on TV tonight? Like, he is not. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. No religion whatsoever. Yeah, and, and so she's very upset. Right. And then Han also gets her a better job. Oh, yeah. So she she originally wanted to study, like, ancient art. Um, and and the bosses have this huge room just filled with, like, the most Precious rare. Precious art artifacts. Yeah. So he gets her a job in the main house, although she's still, like, living out. In the dorms. In the dorms. Um, but now he realizes, like, I have to get. I have to get Bria out. out. I want to get out for myself. Right. Um, so he makes a plan with Bria with Bria to get off this planet. Right. And Bria reveals to Han that she saw Merg's intended mate, Murph. Murph. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just go with that. Or Murph. Murph. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's sort of probably like a meow sound. Yeah. That she actually is somewhere yeah. on this planet. Like a different colony, but she's there. But the, yeah. and, so, initially, Merg is upset that Han is going to try to, like, betray him and leave yeah. the planet, but then Han says, like, you've been lied to, they're manipulating you too, Marv is here, right, let's, we, let's just all get out of here. Yeah, and so Merg is, like, 100%. Han is friend. Han is so friend. <laughs> <laughs> After Han kind of talks about, like, well, I hope I don't have to kill Merg. Yeah. Right. But like, if I have to. Again, very Han. Which really does hurt Merg's feelings. Yeah, because he's like, you know, if Merg isn't going to go with this, then... I might have to kill him. But that's also the kind of thing that's, like, not that much of a cultural taboo for Merg. Because Merg is also like, well, if I have to kill you, then I I will. I kill you, too. They know each other. Yeah, they know each other. (laughs) So they um, hatch a plan to steal some of the artifacts to use as... To sell. To sell, right. To use as money. um, To steal one of the ships and to get off. Off the planet. Um, And it... Goes pretty okay. It goes. Pre- they have to, you know, they kill a hut and they, they kill a hut. We get a lot of huts. In yeah, we get a, yeah a lot of foreshadowing of huts. Um, Jabba is mentioned, but not yeah, seen. but not seen. Um, so the, yeah, because they, they mentioned Tatooine. They yeah. do, but in a very I never heard of it. That yeah. was just a huge. Yeah. <laughs> what I felt you? so good about that. <laughs> yeah. I felt the mention of Tatooine made me so happy. In a yeah, way that no like, mention of Tatooine, Tatooine has ever before. Um, yeah, so they managed to get. They don't kill everyone. They don't kill, like, the main boss. They don't kill the main guy. boss. They kill one hut, and they injure some folks. And they don't They don't steal all the art they meant right, to, but they, they get, steal plenty. Right, they get enough. And yeah. they uh, fly off, and they drop Merg and 
Merv. Merv. <laughs> they visit. They visit on Tagoria. Tagoria, yeah. With Merg and Marv, and they're basically their like best man and maid of honor at their <laughs> at their, like, at their mating ceremony. ceremony. Yeah, and Han. Literally, it seems like literally mating. Yeah, 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 yeah no, that's, that's definitely what happens. Mating. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and they everybody just awkwardly stands around as yeah. the two just like roll on the ground and yeah. they yeah. go out. It's yeah. like yeah. Oh, it's okay, yeah, okay, people. Their culture. Yeah. Yeah. It's <laughs> not the way I would do it. <laughs> I respect the Tagorian ways. And Tagoria seems like a wonderful place. No, they love it. Brienne and Honor are like, we We're, should come back here. Thunder cats ride on dragons. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, it's yeah, it's a, like a paradise. Yeah. Like the real paradise. A real paradise. And yeah, Hannah and Brienne cats sort of and dragons. come to an understanding of like, we're in love. We're in love. Bria's still having a very hard time. Right. Bria is going through some serious like exaltation withdrawal. withdrawals. Yeah. And so then they go back to Corellia where it turns out that Bria is from just, like, the Richie McRichardson yeah, like family. Yeah, very wealthy family on Corelli. <laughs> yeah. And her mom and her brother are both kind of dirtbags. Yeah. Oh, spare. Yeah, the they're worst. really gross. And her dad seems, like, pretty cool. Yeah! I, I loved her dad. Yeah, yeah her, her dad, dad was, was cool. Sweet, it, it was sort of like in, uh, like, Pride and Prejudice. Yeah. You get right. the, the, the cool dad who's back in his study just like, and whatever. doesn't really participate yeah. until, like, you really need him. Yeah. And then he comes out and like, all right, all y'all listen to me. Yeah. Here's what's up. Yeah, but the mom and the brother are like, why, are you, why don't you marry this, like, rich guy? Marry a rich guy! We hate your scruffy boyfriend! Yeah, even though he saved your life. I'm gonna call the cops on him! Yeah. Right, because they find out that um, Han has had you know, fake identities. Yeah. Used used fake identities in the past and everything, and without and that's really it. They're just like, oh, he's used fake identities. Therefore, I mean, the implication yeah. is obviously that he's a criminal, but they don't really have any like evidence yeah. that of crimes he's committed. But they're just like, yeah, let's call the cops on him. Just anyway. used to swoop race under another name. We have to talk about what a swoop is because. <laughs> <laughs> and I think the the whole no aspect of Han being like a swoop racing champion and all this it's stuff, and people swoop. being so impressed with him, I think that's really interesting too. We yeah, go yeah. into that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so so while Brie is dealing with her family, he uses an alias, which is if you mix up those letters, Indiana Jones. Oh my god! And you know what? I Genos, was... like, what is it? It's Genos in Danny in Danian. It's Indian. Not that. That's something I would ever notice. <laughs> I was uh, on the way over here. I was actually looking at, uh, you know, I was looking at his name and just wondering, like, I wonder if these are just like, you know, if you mix up the letters, if they mean anything. I don't think all of, but that one, I was like, that's India. <laughs> So he poses as basically Indiana Jones and sells oh, off. And he's selling artifacts. He's selling off the artifacts. Oh yeah. my god, how do I not know Indiana Jones? <laughs> so he's selling off the artifacts. He gets the money. He puts it in an imperial bank. Yeah. Right, so they say, he, says, he says, like, rather than you giving me cash, right. I want this money to be deposited right, in my account, account on yeah. Coruscant. Right, into this, like, imperial bank account, so it's safe. Um, and so he goes back And there. Bria's like, let's hit the, right, let's like, hit the road. These guys are... I can't stand my family. Like, let's go. We're out. So they go to Coruscant. Um, he rents like a really crappy hotel. Crappy hotel room. room. Like, doesn't matter. We'll be rich tomorrow, baby. Yeah, and he he goes, tries to withdraw the money from the bank, and thinks like you're under arrest. Yeah, and, and it, he goes bananas. Yeah, and the huts are after him. Yeah, it's, the huts are after him. He's been followed via his retina right. scan. Um, so he really he was really cocky. He thought this plan was like foolproof right and they, they they bring up the word cocky a lot a, yeah a lot. that is how he's just cocky and scruffy yeah <laughs> those are Han those are our Han, yeah. our Han keywords um so he he goes back to Bria he manages to escape right he takes the bank manager does he run hostage? into the lost ones yeah yeah he does right those are totally the lost okay, ones okay it's like a gang from 
uh, a book, a young adult book called The Lost Ones. It's like a game like of like a, kid, a street kids a street, game. Yeah. And he runs into a bunch of like street kids. And I'm like, are these the, the Lost Ones? <laughs> Just a previous generation yeah, of the Lost, lost Ones. ones. Um, yeah, and he runs into Shriek. Shrike. Shrike. <laughs> Does he run into Shrike now? Um, no, he runs into Shrike way later. Oh, right? yeah, yeah. He runs into him at the Imperial Academy. Yeah, let's oh, the Imperial Academy, yeah. sorry. No problem. No, After right. he goes back for a nice dinner. <laughs> yeah. um, right, right. Okay, so for, no, he takes the bank manager hostage. He fights his way out of the bank. The bank manager gets killed. Han didn't kill him. Yeah. But oh well. So he, <laughs> but it's still kind of his fault. <laughs> <laughs> he gets up another way. He takes the elevator down, and no one will follow him there. That's right. like a foolproof escape. Right, because we're the lost ones. <laughs> <laughs> so he takes the elevator way down, 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 down. And then eventually comes back up and it's totally right, fine. Right, and Because goes, they, do men, um, they do mention that um, on Coruscant, he asks a tour guide or something like that, well, what's down there? And they're just like, well, you don't want to yeah, go right, Monsters and stuff. Yeah. And what used to be humans, I'm like, what makes them not yeah, humans anymore? Is it just like the social perception? Like, oh, if you're down there or whatever. it's like a golem situation. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's like, you're, yeah, you're, not, like you're not human yeah. anymore. Yeah. yeah, so he goes back to Bria and he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, this just, like, didn't work out. And she's like, don't worry about it. It wasn't your fault. Fine. She ends up calling her dad and asking him for Money. some cash. And he, he obliges. And she decides. Because he's a solid guy. Yeah, he's a good guy. And he's also like, don't come home. The cops are looking for you. Right, right. And she's like, I'm I'm still really struggling with this, like, withdrawal. I, I, I'm i holding you back. I'm holding on back. And she writes him, like, classic Theme. I love you, but I'm out of here. Right. She leaves him a note, and when he wakes up in the morning, Which she's in gone. the audiobook really kind of came out of nowhere, because, like, they didn't really, um, you know, detail her struggles with uh, with the exaltation yeah. withdrawal much at all. So when she writes that letter, I'm like, wait, what? Yeah, no, she's been having a hard time. Yeah, yeah she's just like, yeah, peace. Yeah. So, so she she leaves a good bit of money for him so that he can yes, buy like his most new identity it, yeah. into the Imperial Academy. She takes money for herself so she can get a new ID for herself right. as well. Right. And then and she's, she's like, off. I have to go, I have yeah. to go find who I am, I have to be strong, I have to stand on my own. Maybe we'll run into each other in the future. They will. Right. And <laughs> they for sure will. <laughs> Spoilers. Yeah. yeah. Well. <laughs> um, so yeah, so he takes the money and he he decides to get an ID with his actual true name, Han Solo. And he applies for the Imperial Academy and he gets in and he's about to start. And he works really hard. He, yeah, he studies. He goes to the test. He does right, a great job. He studies job. while he's sitting in a Bacta tank or something because... Um, there's yeah, something because he has his eye, eye surgery. Yeah, yeah, he has yeah. his eyes changed and I guess his fingerprints. Yeah, yeah, his eyes. Yeah. I mean, they're not that into fingerprints. Yeah, the gets the new retina scan. They change his like bodily right. identifying markings and stuff. Yeah. and he enters the Imperial Academy and he works really hard and he makes the cut. And mm. in here, it's apparently hard to get it's to like serve 50%. in the Empire. Like, only, yeah, they're like, oh, do you know that only fifty percent of people get accepted? I'm like, that's pretty good. Well, it's like, like 50, that's not that it's hard. It's like fifty percent of the people who apply to the Academy get to go. Get to go. Get to go in, and then only fifty percent of them yeah, pass, pass the, test. the test. Actually, that still like, doesn't really seem that hard, though. Well, if that many people are doing like it, twenty-five percent. Yeah, I, I'm just saying that I've seen the end result of these yeah. guys that they're turning out into space. Yeah. I'm like, maybe they should be a little more selective. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So that's so and he, that's when he, he passes, and he's all excited. He takes himself out for a nice dinner, dinner. and that's, that's when he runs into to Shrike. Shrike, and and Shrike's like. He's the only one who knew that his name is, you know, Han Solo, so that's who he was looking right, for when the bounty right. right. was placed. The, right. boun- the bounty's out on Vic Drago. Right. And Shrike is like, well, I know that that's actually Han Solo. Solo. Yeah, so, and then the Huts were following Shrike. Right, right. and another bounty hunter is like, haha, I'm smarter than him, because right. I knew that he knew, who, you know, right. that he would probably know a different identity, yeah. and so he fought, he was following Garrus. Yeah. So that other bounty hunter shoots Garrus. Right. Right. And then Han 
ultimately kills that other bounty hunter yeah, he, and mutilates him beyond recognition. Yeah, yeah. shoots him in the face and to leaves like all, and leaves his alternate ideas clothes. on the guy and switches clothes with him yeah. with the idea that okay, now everyone will think the that Drago right, is, is dead, dead. Mm-hmm. and I can go on and live my life as Han Solo. Yeah. And that's sort of and, and we end with him entering the, entering the academy. academy. Yeah. Which I was actually excited to See yeah, that, I time. definitely remember him in the Imperial Academy, so I think it's the next book that I remember, maybe. Yeah, so... <laughs> so, where do we, we want to start? First? Let's talk about maybe the characterization. Yeah, sure. Is, Han. is this is this Han? <laughs> does this feel like Han? I feel like it, I feel like it does. Feels like Han. Yeah, I mean, I what struck me, I think, the most about him in this book is, like, how good he is at making friends. <laughs> and, like... Being a good friend. Yeah. Because the guy, we didn't talk about this, but he's, he also makes friends with the Solisten, who's the former pilot, who's had a lot of, like, medical issues. Right. Uh, Aless- or, how are we saying? Alicia. Alicia. Um, and, and he, like, immediately, like, strikes strikes up this, like, really wonderful, and he helps them escape. Right. And he's, when he makes these friendships, he is genuine in them. Oh, yeah. He does, he really like, very likes... quickly care about and like people and get people to like him. Yeah. Which is then interesting how the book ends, because at the end of the book, he's just like, well, screw it. It's just me. That's all I care about now because yeah. this pain of losing people is too much. And now it's just me solo. And then he's like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's my name. And I mean, I think in, it's sort of like at uh, the end of the Daniel Craig Casino Royale. Yeah, yeah very where much Where he so. loses the girl. Right. And it's sort of like hardened. By Hardens his heart. Yeah. And so it's, I think it's like a way of explaining why Han is so sort of standoffish. Yeah, in and he does lose, like, you know, he loses Duan at the beginning. Um, you know, yeah. Murd's okay, but he stays behind. Murd like, Mer- even says, like, do you want to stay here and be an honorary cat person? Yeah. <laughs> I would have 100% stayed there. That seemed like, like yes, a wonderful do place. I get, do I get my own dragon? <laughs> That's yeah. what he said. They're like, you can ride Mozgovs with us. Yeah, just like hang like, out. Be, and... a, be a cat person. Yeah. Right? I would have stayed on that planet. Yeah, yeah. for sure. But yeah, I did really like the like how much the book, yeah, focused on him as like a loyal. He's a loyal friend. He makes friends, especially with fur covered aliens that are bigger than him. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's he really, really good at making <laughs> friends. He really gets that, and I I really liked the characterization that was focused on like the real Han as well as like the image Han is working to project. Right, right. That's very self-aware. It's such a big part of who he is in the movies. And I feel like that gets lost. I feel like a lot of the times when people are like thinking of Han Solo as a character, they just think of that image he's trying to project. Right. As opposed to the sort of like insecure, insecure goofball that he is on in the center. Right. Yeah. Because he's always just like, I've got this. And then something goes wrong. He's like, it's not my fault. Right. right, right. (laughs) And I think those flashbacks really help. Like bring shape that together. That. And yeah. those are mostly missing from the audiobook. Yeah, so it's it's basically just sort of little vignettes of, of him. He at one point goes and visits his cousins. Right, he finds members, that people that he sort of tangentially the, related to. The solos to. are apparently a huge, like, there's a huge line of different, like, Corellian solos. Right, different kind of factions of Corellian solos. But but ultimately his cousin's just a terrible person and yeah. sells him back to yeah. Shrike. Yeah. Um, but yeah, about how people sort of like found and he like vaguely remembers before Shrike being very, very hungry. And right. Like alone but he, and... he doesn't remember anything. He doesn't know how he ended up on the streets of Korea. Right. He just decides that like, yeah, I'm just going to assume my parents are dead because that's easier for me. Right. Yeah, right. I'd rather they be dead than that they chose to abandon me. me. I mean, a right. very Ray kind of yeah. situation. Um, 
Yeah, and about how Duana sort of took him in and, and makes it so sad that he's dead now and you don't get to see I would have really liked to see more of him and Ray, you know, together because I guess that background is like, you know, very yeah. the same and you could see in the movie he immediately took to her too, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's that uh that sort of streak that runs through all the movies that I, I really enjoy that. Yeah, as you said, he tries to project that like, you know, cool badass, I don't need anybody sort of thing, but then he just can't help himself to be like Oh, you seem you seem like a cool person. Like, you want to be my friend? You yeah. want? I have a job. <laughs> you want a job? Yeah. Like with Luke, with Ray. You yeah, know, he's always right. just kind of he like likes people. Yeah, you know, exactly. He's, he's so li- social. He, he really likes loves people, people, but he 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 tries to be like. Um, and he trusts people so much, even when he knows he shouldn't. shouldn't like with yeah. Lando in Empire Strikes Back, right, yeah. when they say like, They're "Oh, friends. how yeah. can you know that you should trust him?" And it's like, "Well, I don't trust him, but he is my friend." Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. like he, yeah, that he means, really loves. That means something. Loves people. It's like he tries to be like Benicio del Toro's character that's i feel like almost who he wants to be but he just can't bring himself to be that person well, and that's, yeah. that's i think what that benicio del toro character was like trading on like that's D- dj right yeah that's, yeah that's why we expect dj to turn out to be a nice guy and right, he's because like, we don't no. because we've heard han say these things but we right. know that han really is like, right like deep high. down that's what he really likes and yeah and he talks about like he wants to have a family and he wants to be respected yeah he wants to be someone that people look up to yeah and that's like part of his uh, like goal of joining the academy is to to get that respect and yeah. like a stable something and get married and have kids. Like he mentions that a few times that right. that he wants that life. He doesn't want to live how he's been living. Right. Which, so which is why it really kind of confuses me. I guess we should talk about swoop racing. What is swoop racing? I don't know what is swoop. It, I don't is know it, what swoop is. Is <laughs> it? Is it kind of a, a racing? <laughs> That's yeah, what I'm seeing. Is, is, is it kind racing? of seedy or no. like down up on because no. like because this um it's got to be like Kentucky Derby racing because it's what, what the I rich guess. people are doing right because it's this uh, this one suitor who shows up to Bria's house like I guess a former you know guy yeah. who tried to you know marry her he's like oh my god you're the swoop racing champion of whatever planet yeah. it was and like and you're, you were so amazing blah blah so I don't understand and, like, why he this didn't... guy had also done swoop racing yeah. right, right so I don't understand why he didn't embrace that you know i don't think he was allowed to no and i it seemed like shrike was you know he would have these kids sort of embed themselves in like Karelian culture with like other kids who right and roll them in more school wealthy and, stuff, yeah. and serve as a connection a bridge into wealthy families that shrike could then con yeah. out of money and i think that's maybe how he sort of fell into the and so that's how he ended up racing it's yeah. a ship a swoop, a swoop, but you can also, it's a verb too. <laughs> you I, I kind of figured, figured it was just, you know, sort of a X-wing sized ship. The way they were using that word made or me a think speed, I, like a, yeah, sort like of a, a speed racer. Yeah, well, like mean, a land racer like sort a of thing. Hopper. Yeah, I guess yeah. like a skyhopper. But like, Something like that. Skyhopper is very descriptive. Swoop, I'm just like, it swoops, it swoops. I, I was just confused about like how he, gained, yeah. how he became so famous and under the alias that he was using, he became so famous and everything. People record, people would just recognize him years later and stuff. Why they didn't just try to make money off of that? They did yeah. make money. Off yeah, they that. did. Right, yeah. but like as his sort of main thing. Yeah. I don't you think. Know? I think they wanted control. No, and I don't think that you can. I didn't get the impression from this that you could make a career as a professional swoop racer. Yeah, because it seemed like a wealth, like a. I think it's like a, a diversion for the wealthy. Like yeah. I don't think it's. I don't think it's a job. Yeah. Like it's like, like people who go to Eaton playing polo. Yeah. Like even if you're great at polo and the other guys at Eaton remember how amazing you were at polo later, you can't like right, make a career. Yeah. I mean, you're a professional polo, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, but eh. yeah. 
And also, I think I think Shrike. But Shrike was not going to let him do that. Yeah. Shrike was not going to let him off the leash enough for that. It wasn't like he was choosing to work for Shrike. Shrike owned him. Yeah. Yeah, and he wanted to. You know, he he wanted he wanted. I guess it does come down to that that he just wanted to keep him on the leash. Yeah, Yeah. he wanted to get away, and you know, Han wanted to get away. So you're not going to get away and like go right to where they know where to find you and do what they know that you are good. And that does seem to be sort of a um, quality of Shrike, where you know describes him as like he wears a military uniform that yeah. he designed himself so he really does seem to be which was hilarious that like he designed it himself and he had lots of medals hanging on it that like don't mean anything yeah, yeah don't mean anything he's the but... guy who buys a medal at a yard sale yeah, and then wants like, everyone to call yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's also exactly so that really just kind of shows i guess how he's really just kind of into yeah, he's just a control freak. Yeah. Although, although I did feel like the way that they described Shrike, he was almost like an older, evil version of Han. Yes. Yeah. Like, I think it was, that yeah. they look a lot alike. That he's handsome. He also commands a lot of loyalty. Right. He has these like aliens who are really close with him, who are looking out for his interests. He's also in this sort of like amoral kind of territory, very close to Corellia. So it's sort of like very easily who Han could, could be, be. Yeah. Could have turned on. Is right. Shrike. Um, we're, also, not, we're not supposed to think that he's maybe his dad because he keeps alluding to like, oh, I know what happened to your parents, and if you're good, I'll I'll tell you. Later. No, I think that he uses, Solo is for sure his real last name, right? And I think that he just Shrike just uses information that kind yeah. of information to manipulate kids the same way there was the girl who Shrike was like, if you do a good job, I'll pay to fix yeah, your face, face. Right, 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 and yeah, she didn't. Yeah. Han also and loved then she to learn. killed herself, right? She yeah, did. she killed, she killed <laughs> herself by going into an airlock and opening it. That yeah, then Han had to space. and then Han had to clean, clean it. it so yeah. there, there's some really dark stuff in this book. These books get more gruesome yeah. than you would expect. As, yeah, yeah. Um, I also Han loves to learn, and I really was interested, and it makes complete sense, but it never would occur to me the focus on Han's multilingualism. Yes, right, and like right. he's like duolingoing Huddies, like he's yeah. learning. How to speak hot. Right. He immediately says, like, I'm going to try to learn this because it's going to be useful to, like... Know what they're saying. And it's useful to, like, know languages that people don't expect you to know because, you know, the name... He knows, like, a little bit of Celestin. Right. He knows a lot. So when the book starts, he obviously speaks basic... He's he understands Wookiee yeah. because of right. Dulana. He can't speak it right. very well, but he right. understands he can understand it, yeah. it perfectly. He speaks uh, Traitor's Argot, mm-hmm. which is like a crazy amalgamation of languages right. that like traders use that traders yeah. use so that people can't eavesdrop on them easily. He speaks um, some Celestin. Yeah, he speaks. I mean, he speaks like a little. I mean, he speaks he, a little and bit. And he picks them up really quickly. He, he, he picks them up quickly, and he's very purposeful in learning. Yeah, yeah. Well, as soon as he gets to. Alicia, he says, like, I have to learn this language. Yeah. Um, and as soon as he knows that they work with the Huts, he's like, I gotta learn pick hut. up Hut. So he, he, you know, it's for a purpose. He's learning these languages, you know, to gain, a, you know, power in right. the situations that he's in. But he picks them up really fast. By the end of the book, he can basically understand Hut. Yeah. And Huttese, he also uses Huttese. language to bond with Merg that he, yeah. rather than just be like, oh, that alien doesn't know how to talk, he's like, oh, let me teach you about yeah. pronouns. Right. And let yeah. me teach you about articles. Yeah. <laughs> like it's very cute. Teaching him. Yeah. The and then Merg corrects him on it. In yeah. like, later when he says, like, um, ain't, he's like, oh, that's not proper. Yeah. Right. yeah. It's yeah. super cute. Yeah. And just his, his, like, thirst for knowledge and under, and even understand, like, when he's training in the Imperial Academy, you know, the, 
learning all of that. Right, he's always sort of, like, listening to the great courses. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, with Rosetta Stone. Like yeah. he's... Which really establishes, you know, him as, if you want to take, um, you know, Luke as the sort of, you know, um, knight archetype, you right. know, knight in shining armor sort of thing, you know, he has magic paws, blah, blah, And then Han is, you know, sort of the cerebral uh, type of hero, um, you know, the, the rogue, if you want to put it in D&D sort of terms. You know, he's, uh, you know, very much, like, a problem solver with his wits and everything like that. Yeah. So he's more like the archetype, like, uh, you know, like, I guess if you want to go into fables, like the rabbit, you know? He's, yeah. like, smart. And right, and he can get out of smart situations. Smart quick. Yeah. Right. And he gets into trouble, and there's a lot of people after him, but he keeps moving. Exactly, right. and he gets out exactly. Of and I think that really establishes, like, you know, kind of how he becomes that or whatever. Like, yeah. Just... And we learn, like, why he has to know, you know, why the Han we meet in New Hope has... All right. this information and knowledge and... Yeah, and I mean, like, watching New Hope, I never questioned why he understood Wookiee, why he understood Hutt, right. why he understood... But it is interesting. Right, yeah. How, it is an interesting trait of his that he understands all these alien languages that no other human until Ray comes along understands. Right. Stands, yeah. Um, yeah, for sure. Um, so I found that really... I found I thought that was a really good way, like into the character, yeah. As opposed to just sort of focusing. The only time I would kind of like cringe a little was when they would talk about like he's so hot. Yeah, they oh really. My God. really... <laughs> he's so hot. Like I don't know. Yeah, like even when Shrike runs back in, I'm just like, oh, you look great. So... Yeah, you, you look you look so good. Come back, like the, you know, definitely the be a favorite of the ladies. Yeah. Die over you. You are yeah. the most beautiful thing I've ever and seen. His smile, like I understand, he has a very cute. Yeah. A smile, but I didn't. But like you would, like all the writers of the Star Wars books got together. It was like Han Solo's smile. smile, yeah, like that crooked, charming smile. Yeah. That is a traffic stop. Yeah. People, <laughs> people blocks away. Yeah, like, like, stop and turn their heads. Pants come off of that smile. <laughs> Losing their minds. Yeah. Um, yeah, they don't really. I mean, they they mention or he mentions in sort of like thoughts that he's had a lot of women before. Yeah, Rhea, but like there's not really any. No, Brie's his first like love. Love, yeah, that he is he's really loved. And he's been keeping it casual up until now. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, over every now and then they would sl- she would slip into something a little bit ham-fisted, but yeah. overall I felt like it really worked. Like I did not like that uh when Dulana died, Han was like, if I can ever help a Wookiee, yeah, I will. Yeah, yeah, I was like, uh... <laughs> Yeah, that was a little that was a little there was a few, but not not, not too much. Too much. And the you know, the mentioning of Tatooine is sort of this like backwater. That, you know. And it even made sense in context. We're like, oh yeah, and there's this one hut named Jabba. He's got a place here and a place on Tatooine. And Han's like, I've never heard of Tatooine. And yeah. they're like, that's fine. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> yeah, you're not supposed it's like to. His hatred of droids, I, I felt, was kind of a... Because when he's uh, on the ship flying to Alicia, there's right. this like R2 unit that's been also trained to... It's like a 3PO R2. Yeah, like a combo. And there was also a droid that... Taught him how to pickpocket when he was a kid. Yeah. yeah. So, like, oh. I, I felt, I liked that sort of, we're learning a little bit about, like, maybe why he's yeah. not such a big fan. Well, it also makes sense because he's so used to, like, if he, if he is this, like, you point out, he's wheeling and dealing and living by his wits. Droids are so rigid. Like, right. right. You right. can't really... Right, he needs someone to the program, go with him. and you can't really get around that programming unless right. you know you literally yeah. hack them right. or something but he, like that. He but. wants to negotiate, yeah. right? I mean, like he, yeah, he loves language, he loves interaction, he loves that, right? Back and forth, back and forth. He can also, I just remember this in my notes, mentally program an alarm clock. 
in his head to wake <laughs> up whenever he wants. At yeah. one point, he goes to sleep and he's like, set it for five hours. <laughs> like, he's setting uh, alarm. I want, I, I want to be able to do that so and, like, bad. That's yeah. a great skill. <laughs> I'm like, that's a, that's not a skill. That's a superpower. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, I, it's, he says, like, I can wake up whenever I want. Like, <laughs> set an internal alarm clock. That is, I mean, that is amazing. <laughs> that's, yeah. Yeah. But I will, I'll, I guess, wonder if that's a force ability. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, maybe it's, I can sort of throw it in whatever. It's probably worth saying, this is the first book we've read that I felt real suspense yes. while reading it. I was like... That I was tense and excited when they were doing this whole, like, trying to get off the planet thing. That yeah. I was sort of like, I was in on it. the edge of my seat. I was in it. And that's yeah. not happened before. Obviously, no. like, Young Jedi Knights, I read them as a kid. I knew where it was going. But even Courtship of Princess Leia, yeah. they were doing things, but it was all, it all felt too silly. It all felt too crazy. Right. There weren't really stakes. I was like, they're all going to be fine. Yeah. And I, I will say for this book, and we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, about how sometimes these expanded universe books actually feel much smaller because they're trying to go too many places and do too much. And this felt, even though they were basically on, you know, a couple planets, they did not go crazy. There weren't a ton of characters that we were meeting. No. The world felt bigger. The world felt way bigger. Like, it just felt, you got to know these characters much better. You got to know their backgrounds, where they were from, the sort of culture of the planets and people that we were interacting with. It, it made it seem, like, much more large. I mean, the very fact that the only character that we know in here is Han. Han. Yeah. You know, this means, you know, this is Han with a whole big life and world that exists outside of the movies, which is so nice as opposed to it, you know, I expected, I was really surprised when the story settled on Elysia. I thought that was going to be a couple of chapters stopover and he was going to go to the next stop. Oh yeah, definitely. And then a couple chapters, you know, I thought Lando and Chewie were going to show up here and they were nowhere to be seen. Unless maybe Lando was the guy. I was was very glad that neither of them showed up. Yeah, Yeah, no, it was a better book for it. But I mean, it allowed the book to have, it allowed this adventure to have stakes because when they're trying to escape Elysia, all you know for sure is Han's going to make it out. You don't know what's going to happen to all these other characters. And the book has gotten you to where you actually care. Right. I mean, for me, Merg, when Merg got shot, I was, my heart (laughs) fell out of me. Really worried about Merg. And I loved Merg and Merv, and we didn't get that much of Merv, but I really liked her. I I got why Merg was so devoted. Yeah. And I was definitely wondering, like, how dark are they maybe going to make Han? Because, you know, the first time we see him, Han shoots somebody. Yeah. Yeah. And that's his first time. You know, all you see is him talking to a guy and then he just covertly shoots him under the table and then just walks off, you know? So you're kind of like, okay, are they going to make him like, you know, stone cold or, you know, going to try to make him more gooey and goofy? Yeah. And I felt like it was a good balance. Yeah. Right. It it was. And I mean, he has that sort of, I mean, it's like you say, like he observes what's going on. He sees what the con is. He chooses, he does go along with it, right? He right. doesn't, right. but I mean, I guess he makes the calculation. He's like, well, I can't save these people and I can benefit. So I right. might as well right. benefit. So he is from his beginning, a morally compromised character with a good heart. Right. But yeah, right, that's who he is. And he has a conversation with Bria at one point about like her being the sort of idealist and yeah. him, sort of out for himself and trying to figure out the best way to, to get by. Those tendencies. Uh, and, you know, there are points where people die, right, in relation to, like, what they're doing, escaping or whatever. And, you know, Bria has to tell him at one point, well, like, you didn't kill him, right? Like, that that happened sort of right. on accident. Um, and so there is there is 
I think a really good balance throughout the book of like cause and effect and and Han as a character who's like trying to do the best that he can. He doesn't really want to cold blood kill anybody if no. he doesn't have to, but he also has you know grown up in a, such a way that he has to look out for himself and if the situation calls for it, like he's gonna look out for number right. one. Right, right, because in the beginning he has the chance. He knocks out Shrike. Right, and he, he could kill him. And he him. could kill him, and he's like, nah, it's not really my style. Right. right, he doesn't kill Shrike, and he doesn't kill the high priest. Right. He, right, he doesn't go back to kill him. Even no, he and probably he, should have. He probably should have. <laughs> the only thing that really struck me as uncharacteristic was I felt like he had much more of a temper. Yeah. And that, that didn't... Uh, I, I wonder if didn't like really think it that being is. raised by a Wookiee. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that makes sense. I just feel like it doesn't come out like later in the movies. Yeah, yeah. and he might mellow a little bit yeah. as we go. But Tom will go like berserker mode in here, and I guess yeah, he like movies. Like, you never really get that. He headbutted the, a guy. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, more than that, what really struck me is, uh, and I had to rewind the audiobook a few times because I was like, wait, what happened? Is when he tries to go get his uh, credits from the bank, and the guy says like. Yeah, we think that this, uh, you know, these credits were deposited illegally, so you know, we called security. So just, just wait here for a bit, and he just grabs a stylus or something like that, uh, grabs the bank manager and just like presses up to his neck and is like, yeah. "I'm gonna kill you. We're gonna walk out of here." And I was like, "Whoa, where did this come from?" He takes a hostage. The hostage ends up getting shot, and I was like, "What happened here?" You yeah. Know? yeah. The man has been pushed to the edge. Especially because especially because he could dog day afternoon. Yeah, and I felt like he could have just probably just run out of there, but instead he like you know grabs the bank manager and holds him hostage. And I was like, what did this? I also think he feels so like in that moment he's like, I'm gonna get the money. It's gonna be all great. Like Bree and I are gonna get married. We're gonna join. Like another another real sort of typical arc for Han. Yeah, be like. Now I've got it worked out. Right, everything's gonna go fine. And when it doesn't, I think he just completely falls to pieces. And, <laughs> and in that moment, uh, what it actually reminded me of was, and since we watched this recently, it was like kind of like true romance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know yeah. that he really reminded me of you know Christian Slater yeah. right there, which also kind of maybe picturing him. Yeah, uh, a Christian Slater is like a, very, a young maybe, Christian Slater could play young Christian Slater, yeah. young Han Solo, <laughs> young Han, like, like sure. definitely the, yeah, the hair. scene where he kills Gary Oldman. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that he, you know, he's trying to like do right by this girl that you know he's trying to take out of this you know like horrible situation that she's in and stuff like that. It right. really reminded me of. Uh, and he of shows that up art. like posing, projecting confidence, right, exactly. right. Even though he's exactly. exactly. never done anything like, like that in yeah. his life. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, I think a, good that's a good connection. Yeah, I definitely agree. So, like, what is the public perception of Imperial Service? I don't... That is really yeah. interesting. And I... I think it depends on who you're talking to, because the family, uh, Bria's family, they are like, oh, okay, Imperial, I mean, right. like, even, Imperial Academy, great. Well, even in A New Hope, when he's on Tatooine, Luke is upset that he hasn't gotten to transfer right. his application to the Academy, Academy yet. Yeah. But he also says, it's not like I like the Empire, I hate it, but there's nothing I can do right now. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, to me, it sounded like it's a pretty good like job security that that you know I think it, it comes down to like your politics kind of but it, there it is no apolitical. politics in this yeah that like and I, I I think because I know in the next book that we follow Han to the Academy and the whole Chewbacca situation but like in this book there is no until the very end when you hear the sort of like questions that the Imperial Academy is asking Han, and I forget who, but someone refers to 
Imperial officers as imps. Like yeah. A sort of, yeah, like... And I like that, and I don't know why that... I feel Shrike. like that... Oh, Shrike! Oh, Shrike! Yeah, 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 yeah. Shrike actually talks that... smack on the Imperial Academy. Right. You Calling don't imps, get right. any sort of negative... There's a brief mention of, like, the Clone Wars. There's not really... Yeah, and I mean, I guess that's an interesting way, is we're so used to seeing this as, like... The Empire versus the Rebellion, right, and, and here it, yeah. there's not a perception that there is an outside to the Empire, right? right? That this is just right. a right. structure the world, that the universe yeah. is built on. And yeah. Han even brings, a, you know, Han shows up to his interview or something like that with like cuts on his face because of the fight with Shrike, and the uh, the guy asks him like, "Oh, what happened here, son?" He's like, "Oh, you know, I beat up this guy because he insulted the Empire." Yeah, yeah, yeah. That yeah, I think it's just, and at least in this book, just a given that right. Like that's can, an option. Right. And, but it's not... But the idea of opposing the Empire, it's like the Empire is... Yeah. It's like so pervasive, it's invisible. Right. Yeah, you're just trying to, like, game the Empire, you know, smuggling, whatever. But, like, yeah, you're not trying to overthrow it or think that right. there's an alternative or anything like that yeah. because it's... Yeah. 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 And if, you know, I don't really know the exact history of the Rebellion, but if there's a Rebellion at this moment, it's very... Small. Small or, like, disparate, like, that there's... Not a single sort of unit. Right. Um, I mean, Leia's only like you know maybe she's a kid. Yes. Yeah, well, Star Wars, Star Wars Rebels goes into yeah, how but the... Star Wars Rebels isn't a different it is canon than this. Yeah. Sure, sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and I guess the only thing I was confused about was Han was older than I thought he should be. I know that's what I thought too. Like I feel like Han should be about twenty eight in A New Hope. Because yeah, Luke and Leia are, ni- are 19. Yeah, 19, new yeah. So, so I don't know how I'm many now years. I'm troubled by how much older their Leia on is. <laughs> yeah, well, let's well, keep geez. talking. I'm going to look this up on Wikipedia. <laughs> but yeah. it's Leia. I'm not saying you don't, you that. Know, I'm not saying that, that's fine. I'm not saying their, their relationship is exploitative. No. Right. Um, I'm not saying he took advantage of her. No, because it's Leia. No, so she's, it's like. She's fine. Right. Yeah. But it's just. it's. You know, if Han is in his 30s, like... Well, what's the age difference okay. between Carrie Fisher and he was born... Harrison Ford? I think Harrison Ford was still in his 20s when he made Star Wars. This says he's only 29 in... A New Hope? A New Hope, which means that this takes place Four over... Years. All right, that kind of okay, makes so sense. Okay, that adds up. So he's only 10 years old. All right, that's, that's okay. okay. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm just fine. I'm just like, as a 29-year-old, hanging out with 19-year-olds yeah. is a little bit... Ugh. Yeah, but, but I... Yeah. And he's a very mature 19. I guess I'm thinking more about Luke, but Han Luke, more yeah. has this, like... It's like, it's like a Harrison Ford thing. Uh, Janet Jones also hooking up with a way too young lady for him, you know, the first one. I forget what her Marianne. name is. Oh, yeah, Marion. Marion yeah. Ravenwood. Marion <laughs> was, was too young. Um, yeah, that's like, right. Yeah, I guess that's what it's... Yeah, like that. that was in the first draft. It's something that I never thought of, like, watching the movies originally. Right. And, like, as an adult, like, it makes sense that he was older than they were. Right. But, uh, yeah, but as, as a, a kid, like, it doesn't matter. No, as a kid, no, and they're by, just all grown-ups. Because right. they're so much older than you, they're just right. like, well, they're all grown-ups, like, well, it doesn't matter. And by Empire, they're all on even right. footing. Right. It's like the age dynamic right. really only like, comes in between Han and Luke in the first in one. The first yeah, one. exactly. Yeah, and he calls him kid. Han and, calls yeah. him kid and talks down to him a yeah. lot. And... But yeah, that was kind of, kind of shocking. Yeah. That he was that much. I And I did think that, even though I've read these before, that we were going to start with him at a much younger Yeah, I mean, age. we get the flashbacks. Yeah. But, um... But yeah, I hope he keeps tra- tra- talking about Dulana in the next book. I love Dulana. I love Dulana so much. She's a really good cook. Yeah, she's <laughs> like, 
I love. We when get she, introduced to her baking bread. She yeah, she makes bread, bread, and she like when she's sick, and she like takes him to the doctor or the yeah. medical droid. She pays for she it. She pays for it with her yeah. own credits that she's had saved up. Yeah, and Shrek she's says not so to take him. She like scoops him up in her big furry arms. Yeah, and his <laughs> little bye bye. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it was a little heavy-handed, him saying, like, oh. if I ever meet a Wookiee, <laughs> help the Wookiee. If Wookie. a Wookiee ever needs, I would, I would like it better if he hadn't said that, right. and then later just is reminded. Right, right. But, like, I I did like the sort of building the relationship with him and Dulana right. as, like, a foreshadowing of, of right. his relationship. And it also makes Chewie. sense why he's sort of so able to negotiate a relationship with Merg. Yeah. Because, like, a giant, dangerous alien is, <laughs> yeah, like... that's hard to understand. That's not <laughs> a problem for him yeah. at all. And I... I it's even a moment where when Merg... After Merg has first met Han and we're getting Merg's perspective where Merg is like, well, I'm glad this guy immediately has accepted me as his pack leader. Right. <laughs> 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 an easier dynamic. Merg is great. He's so scary when you first... He's terrifying. He's terrifying. You think he's just gonna be, like, a no-personality murder machine. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's what I thought. I definitely thought um, there was going to be this sort of slow reveal of like this mystery of Alicia and everything like that. And that, yeah, he was just going to, you just, know, be there to keep an eye on him and everything like that. Yeah. I didn't really expect him to develop and then, you know, be his buddy. And all yeah, that. that was a great. Agreed. But they really, they really just pull the, you know, the veil off of like the whole scam of the plan, like just super fast because the, the priests are just like, oh, yeah, it's all boring. Yeah, like right. it. it because yeah. at first it seems, you know, like a Star Trek episode where, you know, they come to a planet and everything seems so great. Along, yeah. And then they slowly realize, yeah. oh, there's this dark underbelly. Here, he merely he realizes that something's some wrong. And then they just tell him exactly well, what... It takes him a while to tell him, tell him but, but he, he figures it out. As soon as he gets there, he, he knows that He it's figures it out BS, immediately. Yeah. But it's with, like, the what the exaltation is. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. He, he figures it out immediately. But, like, there's a process by which he has to negotiate how to, like break the news to the other people and right. sort of recruit them as his allies, right. like figuring out who he can trust. Right. And yeah. So interesting. Yeah. Maybe we want to talk a little bit about Bria, because she's for sure coming back. Yeah, so <laughs> I realized that I have heard of Bria because... What book? So Bria <laughs> is discussed but does not directly appear in Star Wars journal Hero for Hire, which is what? <laughs> so there were a series of Star Wars journals, which were, we're going to read these, which were the various characters like diaries. I definitely so, read the Amidala one. So there's an so when they made the prequels, they had an Amidala one and an Anakin one, uh-huh. where they were talking about their di- their diaries of the events of Phantom Menace. Yeah. There's also Luke has one that's his diary for the events of. Um, a New Hope, uh-huh. and Leia has her diary for the events. I think of I a read New that Hope. one too. I don't think I read the Han. There's a Han one. It's not exactly a diary because they're like Han would never keep a diary. No, he <laughs> so that one is a monk in Jabba's palace conducting a sit-down interview with Han <laughs> in the time while in the time while he's waiting to regain his vision. They send someone down to hibernation sickness. That's most finesse. And a monk who is like an anthropologist of some kind. Live how did the monk get a position at Jabba's palace and interviews prisoners? So that he's compiling some sort of ethnography. Mm-hmm. And so he interviews Han, and that's the book is oh, it's Star Wars Journal yeah. Heroes Right. It's the transcript of their interview. That's really crazy. In that journal. We should definitely read it. Yeah, at we some are point. reading that. And Han tells this guy about Bria. Bria. Yeah. 
And he tells him a little bit about what happens in this book, but goes much more into what happens later on. Yeah. Later, where Bria like joins the rebellion, yeah. and it's like Han's early interaction with the rebellion. So it took me a while to be sure that this was the same yeah. woman because I knew, like, I'm like, well, I know a girl from Han's past, like, eventually betrays yeah, him. Yeah, that makes sense. Does that happen in these books? My, spoiler alert: My memory is that she does not make it alive out no. of these books. Okay, so um, that would mean that she does come back in these books. She definitely comes back in these books. This is not the last time Cause we see Bria. He, I He does talk about like what happened to her. I don't remember her betraying... That makes sense. I don't remember her betraying him, but I do think that she ends up dead. Like, I don't think I she... actually just read what oh. happened. Not that I necessarily want to spoil it in detail yeah. or anything like that, gonna, but... Yeah, this is just my memory of like, right. what... But I... Yeah, I think I think she she's think definitely she, a big part of the. I don't novels. think she betrays him in like a cruel way. My impression is that more that like she's remains this person who's focused on like the greater good of right, her right. cause, and when the religious thing doesn't work out, she finds that in the this rebellion. idea of the rebellion, which actually makes a lot of sense, like as a foreshadowing so tool, and that's sort of book. like both the kind of lady that Han goes for, and right. also why he's not that keen on the rebellion, right? Right. When he first meets up with yeah. him, so that's where I'd heard of her okay. in Star Wars Journal, <laughs> which comes in the which is like maybe we should do like Tales from Jabba's, Jabba's Palace. And I'm here. so excited for Tales from Jabba's Palace, but because apparently there's a monk living in Jabba's. I wonder if they talk about him in Tales from Jabba's Palace. I would not be surprised. Yeah, these are all very... So she's not, I guess, going to be in the movie? No, there's no way. I mean, this is a totally new... Although the, um... I would... Khaleesi's character... I would buy Amelia Clark as Bria. Yeah. Um, Her name is Kira. Kira. Yeah, but like a kind of character. There's some similarities, not in this book, but I think that come in the next two that sort of reminded me of the trailer for that. Yeah, I'll be really interested. I'm glad that we're doing these in preparation for the movie. Yeah. I'll be really interested to see like how things line up. Because especially the characterization of a younger Han solo. It's a yeah. very like recognizable Han. Mm-hmm. And I'm very I really was impressed with the balance that AC Crispin struck between his like bravado yeah. and the more like sort of insecurity. Insecurities that are driving yeah. it. And it even talks about like the more insecure he feels, the more he tries to project like arrogance. Yeah. Sort of like the more out of his depth he feels, the right. more he tries He's to just pretend. like play it off yeah. and pretend. Yeah. And I also just like the format of this that you know, so different from it was like we keep we talk all the time about how episodic yeah. The novels are, and this was not. not this was a story. Yeah, like, this was from one beginning story. to end, and we followed just like a very few specific characters. We were not bouncing. No, it was so around. different. I um, really, it really grabbed me, it, like sincerely, in yeah. a way that none, none of, them of them have. have yeah, until this I was point. like, I'm excited for the next one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hot gambit. Ooh. I again vaguely remember what happens in these books, but I think these are great titles. They're really wonderful. The Paradise Snare is a great title. The yeah, Hunt is a great title. The, yeah, Rebel Dream is the third that, one. That's a fine title. That's a fine title. Yeah. So on that does make it sound like Bria's going to come back with the Rebellion of the Rebel. So Dream. Hoping, yeah, yeah, Hut Gambit. I'm hoping it's like a, a heist sort yeah. of story. Well, when we first when we read Courtship, I was we were talking about how it's like a Star Wars novel and a romance novel yeah. and you can't really be both and it makes me want more like Star Wars genre mashups. Yeah. yeah. Like a Star Wars horror novel yeah. and like a, I think there is one. That would be bananas. But it makes fun. sense. Yeah, yeah. And but like a Star Wars heist novel. I would be all about yeah, that. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so on the cover of the Hut Gambit we have a very young Han, well, actually it's a little looks bit a lot. older. 
looks a lot like regular. Oh, yeah. Boba Fett's in the, the Boba Fett. And there's dun, dun, dun. and some X-Wings and... It's always interesting to get inner, di- inner dialogue of, uh, I mean, monologue of uh, Boba Fett. Well, I hope it's better than yeah. the <laughs> inner dialogue of fake, fake Boba, Boba Fett. Fett. Yeah. Fake Boba I do Fett. remember the Boba Fett shows up shows up in these books. The inner dialogue of ba- fake Boba Fett is just... I wonder if Boba Fett's in the... I'm Boba the, uh, Fett. Um, but I wanted to read... At least I don't want Boba Fett to be in the Han Solo movie because I don't He's like... 100% going to be. Uh, gross, but I don't... <laughs> gross. I don't understand making it like a big thing between the two of them. Like, I understand why yeah, it would be a big deal really for Han, thing. but I don't understand Han being a big thing for Boba Fett. Like, Boba Fett should have like, more going on in his life. Like, if you were a bounty hunter and you were really good at it, as Boba Fett theoretically is, and you were consistently bringing in, like... Theoretically. Yeah. <laughs> you were consistently bringing in a lot of bounties... Would you actually remember, like, um, one guy? No, but maybe they're on the same side in this one. Just okay, that might be a little yeah. you know? But it, I feel because like he's it, a bounty hunter, meaning, like, you know... Yeah, I just feel like it makes the universe smaller. Yeah. I want no, I get people that. we haven't met before. Yeah. And I, but I also want to see Boba Fett again, so... Yeah, we'll see. Uh, he's disappointed Well, just going back to, you know, me being a kid when I get into Star Wars and everything like that, he Looked was cool. obviously yeah, he the coolest. Cool. He was the coolest little action figure. I, I had a Boba Fett figure, so, you know. Jetpack. That's, yeah, exactly. So that's just kind of stuck with me throughout. Was, I get it. He's, you yeah. know, not a character in the movies, essentially. He yeah. he dies in the dumbest way possible. But, <laughs> <laughs> but, Boba Fett. Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, dog. <laughs> Um, in this, so I have a hard copy of the Paradise Snare, and this is the original version, not the sort of like legends marketed. Nice. In the back, they have like a little blurb about like the Star Wars novels. I thought it might be interesting to read. <laughs> to read Please. It. Um, in May 1991, Star Wars caused a sensation in the publishing industry with the Bantam Spectre release of Timothy Zahn's novel, Heir to the Empire, which is the first in the Thrawn trilogy. Uh, for the first time, Lucasfilm Limited has authorized new novels that continued the famous story told in George Lucas's three blockbuster motion pictures, Star Wars The Empire Strikes Back and Return of the Jedi. Reader reaction was immediate and tumultuous. Air reached number one on the New York Times bestseller list and demonstrated that Star Wars lovers were eager for exciting new stories set in this universe, written by leading science fiction authors who shared their passion. Since then, each Bantam Star Wars novel has been an instant national bestseller. Lucasfilm and Bantam decided that future novels in the series would be interconnected. That is, events in one novel would have consequences in the others. You might say that Bantam Star Wars novel, enjoyable on its own, is also part of a much larger tale. Um, and so they give, like, little blurbs about different I books. love how they're just, like, having to explain it. I know! <laughs> they're like, this is a shared continuity. And, like, that's an idea that's that is new... so prevalent now. now. Not just in yeah. books, but in film and all uh, that, like... Shared continuity across yeah, every, series. Every second movie that's coming out seems to want to establish, like, you know, a shared universe. Yeah, yeah and so that's like sort of like a new... So, I guess the ones prior to Era of the Empire were, like, unauthorized? I'm not sure. Like, it, they seem to be canon, but I don't know. Or, I guess maybe they seem to have been authorized. I don't know if they're canon. canon. I mean... But that's, that's maybe something I'll get into. That's adorable. I love it. Yeah, that's it. It's like, oh... <laughs> And then, yeah, they have all these little blurbs about Shadows of the Empire, the X-Wing series. They have the Crystal Star in here. Oh, the Crystal Star. Yeah, I cannot wait to hear that. <laughs> um, the Corellian trilogy. Like, so, yeah, it's it, it's sort of an interesting 
interesting to finally have like a hard copy yeah. of one of these yeah. and how it's sort of marketed. And I, they all were, but yeah, I think it is true that they were all all bestsellers. bestsellers yeah. Whole literary movement of Star Wars. All right. Cool. So next week is the Hot Gambit. Gambit. Yay! <laughs> all right. Thanks for next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.